What what is the appropriate thing to put on your hands? What's the appropriate thing to put on your hands to slap Gary in the mouth? We're gonna slap the shit out of Gary. Oh, she's a very good cook and a very nice person. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, hang on, are you trying to throw out compliments in advance? She's beautiful and smart. Makes me laugh. Dog school. Amazing hair. That was what I meant to say. Amazing hair. Yeah, even kombucha. I like a big fan of kombucha. You know? It's not disgusting or weird. <laughs> We're ready. Um, I like what else is gross that you like? What is kombucha? baking soda used for besides like a de-stinking a fridge? Oh my god, you clean everything. You can fresh. Oh yeah, that's right. Wipe. It will use it for your teeth when you can't afford toothpaste as a kid. You can. Well, no, it's shit. a whitener. It's a whitener for your teeth, and then you can oh, like take stains out with it. You can put it in your laundry. You can put it down your sink. It's amazing. Oh, but it tastes like hell. Yeah. Oh, and if you have acid indigestion, don't take Tums. Just take a little tiny pinch and put it in the water. Are you so serious? Like, she yeah. has all these like tips and tricks. Yeah. Like I said, smart, gentle, wouldn't hurt a soul. I'm going to slap the shit out of you. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. This is amazing. Do we want to uh, go straight into there? You want to introduce our sure. guest? <laughs> By the way, welcome to the Tragedy Academy, a show created to bridge societal divides in a judgment-free zone using candor and humor. We are in a special nighttime edition, detention episode. Gary has brought us a guest. You want to tell us what we got going on, my man? This is Pearl Gonzalez, boxer, bare-knuckle fighter, MMA fighter, jiu-jitsu, judo, all-around awesome person, awesome athlete, and she's invited me into her home today to do the podcast she has about 90 other things going on she does more than me it's the only one i know that does that so welcome pearl thank you thank you guys for having me on i am super excited to be here oh i can't tell you how much i've been waiting to meet you i've been watching your uh your videos and your fights and one of them that uh that i stopped on was when you were just working the heavy bag like nobody's mm-hmm. business because you have like your own everybody's got their own sound when they strike something when they're literally letting out the exact amount of wind when they're doing it professionally and yours sounded so terrifying and that bag <laughs> like you see when people hit the bag the bag will jump or move backwards or there's when those people strike it and you see the bottom and the top move independently and it does that bounce on the chains every single one of those strikes i could hear the chains moving and all i could think of was gary's face (laughs) (laughs) that is hilarious you want to tell us what's about to happen gary Uh, we're going to talk about the bag because it's actually a very interesting thing about heavy bags so please explain to me yeah no there what you're talking about is like especially when you're learning how to punch and i've i've been I've transitioned over into boxing about two years ago 
from MMA. Uh, I've been in MMA since I was 11, so about 17 years now. And um, I injured my knee. I was unable to compete in grappling. And I've been predominantly a grappler my entire career. I've always catered to the grappling. And so I've now switched over and just focused on boxing solely. And um, I moved to Brooklyn, New York. I left and went by myself out there. I spent a year and a half training with Amanda Serrano, who is a who is the seven-time, seven-division uh, world champion. She just fought Katie Taylor in, like, the sports, his historic fight. This is the biggest fight in the women's boxing history. Wow. Um, and she's tied right now for the most knockouts. This woman is 41-1 and one, with one draw on her record, and she's got 31 knockouts. So she is one of the – she's, like, maybe two knockouts. Yes. And she, well, uh, excuse me, she's 42 now. She, she won a fight. Um, and she's, she's tied or she's got, she's like one or two knockouts away from having the most knockouts ever in women's boxing. Can you take ever. that many fights in a year? Cause I'm, I started doing math. When you said that number of fights, my head started going, okay, when did she start? Because we got to subtract at least 13 of them where she wasn't getting pummeled. So now mm -hmm. we've said, how many a year is she doing and taking? I mean, you're just basically in a camp or getting stomped at one point or another every single month. Absolutely. I mean, she's, uh, she's 35 now. She's been training since she was 12 years old. She's completely dedicated her life to this. She's, she doesn't own a cell phone, never has, mm. never had a boyfriend, never even spent a night at a friend's house. I mean, it was a very, very special Th This is like a monk. Gift. This is the monk of boxing in New York City. She's a monk. She's sitting there. She doesn't do anything but train the best of the best. So I'm guessing Absolutely. you're very fortunate to be at her uh, under her tutelage. Absolutely. I mean, they don't. She she has one trainer. She doesn't work at it. She doesn't train at a gym. Um, it was an honor that they allowed me inside of her camp and to train side by side with her for the last year and a half. And I've never been hit as hard as I have by. A woman, and and realistically, the way that she digs her shots in, it, or hit like a, a man that hits like that. Obviously, I've been hit harder by men because I've sparred bigger men, but the way that she hits in the the for her size, I've never been hit harder. I mean, she would hit me in the stomach, and I would immediately like pee all over myself. And so it was no, it was you. intense. I, I can honestly say I never want to be hit so hard that I pee myself. But I get yeah. what you mean. I think that. You know, myself, I have no affiliation with the sport, just a fan. And when we're watching that, exactly what you're saying is explaining that there's a physics portion in this that mm -hmm. people do not recognize. That even though you have a smaller arm or a smaller reach, there's certain pivot points within the elbow, the wrist, the shoulder that allows you to get a lot more pounds per square inch than you would expect out of somebody that small. Absolutely. And when you talk about physics, power is mass times speed. And so and she just hit so hard. And I have been able to work alongside her and hear the way she hit the bag. And through my own journey and learning how to be a boxer and really learning the sport and owning the skill, um, it, it's all in the bag. Uh, that's the number one thing that we did was we didn't do a lot of pad work. We, I think I hit pads maybe three times the entire year. We didn't do a lot. There was no drilling we did. We went every single day to that gym and we ripped the bag. We got one day off a week and then we just ripped the bag for 30, 40 minutes every single day. And so 
the way that I hit the bag, the way that the bag moves is a big deal. I'm constantly listening and trying to find that shot. And you don't want the bag to move because when you're moving, the bag starts swinging, you're actually pushing that bag. You're not thumping it. And so you want to you want to sink. You're trying to sink. So you're trying to get the bag to kind of go like down almost. And that's what that it shake is. It was greedy looking. The way it was happening, I was like, ah! The, I could just feel like every single one of those hits, they weren't like, it felt like they were all to the chest. The way I was watching, I could imagine each and every one of them just hitting me solid. And I know that I would have folded up like a lawn chair. <laughs> Body shots are the worst too. Like especially if you're not used to taking them. And it should be noted that how many people have ever came back even a, a week or two weeks to train with Amanda in the 20 years? Yeah, she's she's never had training partners come back to train with her. And so the, her, her coach always talks about how like he's like you just she never stopped coming back. She's the only girl that will come back and train with Amanda. And of course I took beatings, and of course she would have to lighten up because I I couldn't take more shots, but I would never quit. And her and I just became really close friends. And man, it was such an honor to work alongside one of the, she's going to be one of the greatest women boxers of all time when it's all said and done. And it's a special thing to me and a blessing. And so I think for me, the boxing, yes, it's like something that I love to do. I love to fight. I have goals. I want to be a world champion and, and that, but it's a little deeper than that because I've had this beautiful gift of being able to work alongside one of the greatest and really own and hone the mindset, the lifestyle of a world champion. It's one of my greatest gifts I've actually received in this sport. I love that we got to bring that out just through such a simple observation. It's amazing how those things come full circle. You were able to tell such a, you know, such a beautiful story all wrapped around probably the pinnacle of your training in your entire career. So that's super cool. Sorry, Gary, I cut you off there. You notice those little things. It's all about the little things too. And also, I don't remember ever a female fight being across the board, the fight of the year. Like every boxing publication has that fight as the best fight of last year. I, I don't, I've never seen that. It boxing. was insane. I'm sorry to cut you off, but being there live, the garden was completely sold out and there were some good fights before it, but as soon as they started to show the girls warming up, I mean, it lit up. I lost my voice. I it was a it was a, an awesome trip for me. I brought my mom, my two aunts out. Um, they were they're part of my my team and my career, and so I I got to bring them out for the weekend, and we had a nice little vacation out there. It was like my thank you to them. They all love Amanda, and so we got to witness it. My mom was like freaking out when she didn't get the win. I mean, it was such a, a close fight. She had rocked Katie and then Katie came back. And I mean, it was just one of those fights that you you were just pulled in and, and it's a fight that I will it never It became your forget. fight. Those fights become your fight. You become, there's a transference that happens when you're sitting and you're watching a fight happen and you've invested so much of yourself into being a fan of the person that is putting all that on the line. Because let's face it, we put our desires for success and championship or anything that we're not achieving in our day-to-day -day life into our athletes, into our sports figures, into those icons. And we transfer their success onto us. That's why people, you know, there's like scientific or psychological studies that show that people's, you know, if their sports team loses that they actually have like, you know, a certain issue, like mentally for a certain amount of time, it impacts so many different things. And it's the same thing. There's an onus that falls on athletes when they get out in front of people to 
carry their hopes and dreams. And I'm curious, you're a Hispanic woman in combat sports at the beginning of what is going to be one of the most epic changes in gender for a sport that there's ever been. We've, we've just been watching this. What kind of responsibility or onus do you feel to give back or to share that with others? Oh my goodness. So, you know, it's interesting that you say that because us as fighters, we all have a reason to fight mm. and, you know, you take that and you carry that into, into the ring or the cage or where, wherever your arena is that you're fighting. And so for me, it's always been my family and my family. I come from, man, I come from Chicago. I come from the hood. 95% of my family are on drugs, addicted to drugs, heavy drugs. They, or have been, they've been to jail, violence, gangs, you name it. That is the majority of my family. There's been very few that have really got away from it, escaped that lifestyle. And so I carry that in. I have nieces. I have, um, they're my cousins. I call them my nieces because they're so young, but I have 11 of them back home that still live in this environment. I've been fighting my whole life to get out of that environment. And so when I go into that fight, that's a big piece of it is, is I have to do it for my girls. I have to fight one for my own life, for a better life for myself. But two, I have to fight for my, my nieces and it carries on even bigger to that. I'm fighting for my people, for, for the strength to show them. And, it, and I believe it's like believe wearing a shirt one. that says hope on your back every time you fight yes. for the people that are watching you from behind. It's exactly it represents so much. A lot of people don't recognize that when you come from a lower socioeconomic bracket or somewhere where it's perceived as it takes a struggle to get where everybody else is at, there is a lot of responsibility on the select few that leave those communities and become something in the eyes of the community, whether you even believe you are or not. That shit does not matter. You can have the worst self-image and think that you're not doing shit, but in the rearview mirror, everybody behind you is cheering. They're jumping up and down. They're calling your name out, and you have to set an example like nobody's fucking business. Hope is the word, and, and being able to hope or have dreams and see someone accomplish them, if no one saw that, I'm from Cleveland. Until Bone Dugs and Harmony did what they did, I didn't think I had a chance of being an entertainment or anything. But these guys from where I'm from got in a Greyhound bus and went to fucking L.A. and didn't leave till they got a record deal. And with her, she was not going to be denied. And it's interesting that you say that because now my my grandma just was diagnosed with uh, stage four cancer. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Um, My mother has stage four cancer as well. It's it's brutal to watch that. It is. And so, um, you know, my grandma was having a hard time and I had called her recently and um, I was like, Grandma, you're like when I really envision when I really think past into my childhood, she was the first example of strength and power. Mm. And she's like this crazy as a Mexican lady who's super fucking hood generational like, strength. Screaming. Yes. She's raised. She raised me, my sister. She took us when my mom was it when we got taken away. She's raised my my sister's daughter. She's raised now three, four generations of kids. And it's like, holy shit, she's, she's always been that. And so anyways, I called her. She was having a rough time. And we had, we had a long conversation. And I told her that. And she now is like, she's, she just finished her radiation. 
She's getting ready to start her chemo, but her like new saying when she goes in there is, I'm going to TKO this fucking cancer like my niece or like my granddaughter does in the fight. I'm going to TKO it. And that's like, it's pretty badass. To, that like, is hear badass. Her. There are not many women, which is sad to say, because there really is a lot of accolades that are deserved with women, but there's not many that can say that their granddaughter taught them TKO and how they could apply it to the hurdles that they're going through at the, uh, the latter years in their life. That's got to feel pretty fucking cool to have your grandma using your power as her flame. It is. It, it reminds me of what I'm doing this for, and it, it really does. It, it tells me, one, because my nieces, they repeat a lot of the things I've been talking to them since they were young and now they're telling me I'll be upset or something and they'll hit me with something that I've been telling them and I'm like holy shit you're like 13 listen to the way you're talking and how like powerful she is but then to hear that with my grandma man like I I'm I ordered her a, a Muhammad Ali jacket and I'm waiting I'm gonna give it to her and it's like this badass Muhammad Ali jacket that's that she awesome to wear. yeah, yeah she needs give her a fighting chance fight's important like if you give up it's over like people right. with that that hope and that that you know, that's going to make her live longer and happier and be stronger. Just I've the keyword, live happier. Mm -hmm. The smile from that jacket, I bet she would trade for time on the watch. Just yeah. because of how it'll make her feel, the interaction with you. It's quality, not quantity. And right. laughter and smiles, those are the things that get people through those situations or help them cope with whatever the end is going to be. It right. could be a party to the last day. Yes. It's the way it should be. Not, right. uh, if you know it's coming, that fucking sucks. Don't just sit there waiting for it. Right. That's what, and that was the thing. It's like, well, who, it was that famous quote. Don't, don't, what is it? Make the days, make the days count. Yeah. Don't count the days, make the days count. And that's like, I was like, grandma, what's on your bucket list? And my one, my, her sister was like, don't fucking tell her that Pearl, like she's going to die. I'm like, what do you mean? It, it's purpose. What's your purpose? Remind yourself daily. What's on your bucket list. What are these things that you want to live for? And, and that's ultimately what, what I have always strove, stro out of strove. Is that a word? Strove, strive, 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 the past tense strive, of strive. strive. So that's what I've always focused on was not necessarily happiness, but, but fulfillment. If I were to die today, right here, right now, did I do what what fulfills me? Because life is hard and, and you need a balance, right? So that includes feeling like shit, being mad, being upset, all and happy and amazing and suffering and all of these things. And to go through that is at the end of the day, am I fulfilled regardless of what I'm going through? And that's kind of been my motto in life is I, I search for fulfillment. I don't search necessarily for happiness because I know some days are going to be shit. You know, I'm a very motivated person. Anyone that knows me, like, especially recently, I have 90 things going, but she challenges that, like, the, and she's, do, she's doing the work. Everybody wants to do shit, right? They want their own shows. They want this. They want that. But what motivates me about her is she'll do the fucking work. She doesn't want people to do the work for them. People call me all the time. And I always say, like, I'll match somebody's effort if they want me to help. Mm -hmm. I'll do anything, but you have to help yourself. And, you know, that's why, you know, we're going to work and we are working so well together is like, I will help. I will give you everything I got if you're giving that back to me. But everybody wants me to just do the work for them when they approach me about certain things. And 
it's and it doesn't work that way. I can't be on camera for her. I can't do that shit. Mm-hmm. But she immediately, I've been in TV 20 years and she's teaching me shit. And I'm like more comfortable on camera just after talking to her. And she like watches my videos and like gives me like, it's really cool to see like the studying of it, you know, like taking classes, reading, studying, you know, following other people that have been great at things. Like so many people want to start a show, a YouTube, a OnlyFans, uh, whatever it may be. And they don't even study other people that are successful or they never even look into it or research it at all. And I'm like, how do you not do that? How do you start a podcast, but you've never even like watched one or researched one or like tried to talk to the people that are successful and, you know, with everything. She does tons of commentating now, um, which that's nerve wracking, especially like calling a live fight. Yeah, live is a whole different ball game. I suck at live shit. I'm terrible. I sweat and I stutter and use the wrong words and like, I'm not a live type of person, but I give her props just for trying it for one and then, you know, working on perfecting it. It's interesting because it's it's not so much like calling a fighter. I don't give a shit about that. I'm telling I'm telling a story and I have to take this this fight and these skills and tell this story to people that may not understand it. And for me, what's even more like I love the, the calling the live stuff and being, you know, a part of that. That's amazing. But my favorite part of commentary is when they walk out and I get to tell their story and how they got here and some of their struggles so that the audience, the people can relate. And them too, They it, like I tell them when I'm interviewing them, look, this is, you're in there to do your job. You're not talking. I am your voice. I want to shine as much light on you as I possibly can. And that to me mm-hmm. is the beauty of commentary is to tell a story. You're a lighthouse. You're showing people in two different ways what they should be doing in order to be successful. You're taking care of yourself and you're honing your skills. You're becoming a better you at every given moment in some way, shape or form. But at the same time, those actions are creating a light for other people to follow in their own way to reach their pinnacle in some way, shape or form. It's a rare quality to have. And I can see why you're as successful as you are. Um, don't take no for an answer and do things because you love them. It, you know, she cares about the sport and the people's stories. That's what I've always wanted to do my whole life. That's why I've been tough for 39, 40 seasons now. I want to tell the fighters stories. They're not all the same. You know, you look at her and, you know, Amanda and Holly and Rhonda and, all, you know, Amanda's friend, all these, they're great fighters and some people just paint them all with one brush like they're female fighters they're champions whatever but they all have different stories and how they got there and how they're motivated and what they're motivated by is that the case for male fighters or are we is is sometimes or is it something that we're adapting to the storylines of women and the heroic actions that they take throughout their lives to get to combat sports because what we're forgetting, um, or I'm not saying we're forgetting, uh, that I forget or I don't think that we notice is that there's two struggles for a fighting or for a woman that I can see from the outside. I'm sure there's a lot more, and I'm sure you could be much more articulate about what I'm about to say. But I think that there's the combat with the stereotypes that are associated with being a woman, the capabilities and how they're supposed to interact with men and you know, the place in society and all that kind of stuff. And then you have to get past that hurdle and love yourself so much that you're willing to let everybody ridicule you as doing something that's not feminine or something along that lines. I can see so many different battles for a woman versus a man. You come out and they're like, just punch this, keep punching it until you're a man and then punch them. Yeah. And being the only girl in the gym or wherever you go, like, 
there's a lot more now, but when she started, when she was 11, I mean, how many girls were in your gym as a teenager or when you were in your 20s? When I first started, there was, I was fortunate. I had like a couple girls that were my coach's daughters that had, were born into it and had been training their whole life. So I had, I had about three. And then um, I had a couple of older ladies that were like Taekwondo artists and stuff. So that was really cool. And I also was in a, I was in a gym that was doing no holds barred is what MMA was called. Then it wasn't even MMA yet. And so we, I, I immediately, when I started training, I've always been in, in mixed martial arts. So it's Crazy. been kind of cool. And you're no holds barred. Like, you know, that's like the raw version. That's the stuff you saw at like the UFC one, two. Yeah. Three back when they were they choking did. people out with geese and everything in between. Yeah. It wow. was, it was a whole yeah. different ball game back then. Yeah, there weren't pretty girls like running around on UFC one, two, and three and stuff like that. And, no, it was just like you know, that giant Atlas dude in the middle of an octagon. And uh, what I loved about back then was there was no well-rounded fighters. There were okay. either you were either a boxer, a wrestler, or a PJJ or something like that. People would gather around their art, and people would be arguing in a room watching the fight talking about how this particular you know type of martial art was better in this situation and a boxing can kick his ass doesn't matter how many times he can twist your arm if he hits him once in the face he's gonna die that was old school ufc because you just didn't know what you were going to get in the ring and then the size was just comical at times well what do you think now you've predominantly were a grappler and you spent almost two years just boxing right so like what's if I could be really good at one art, like what should I choose to be like in life, like to defend myself, to be a badass? What is the ultimate if you had to pick one? Like, one for mixed martial arts? Just in general, in life, like is it better to be good at wrestling, BJJ, Taekwondo? It's so hard because I think that we, the way that I view it too is it's not so much like this skill. This is a form of expression. Some people mm. do it through music. Like you said, you work on music all day long. And you you become creative. Some people paint. Some people, you know, there's just different ways. This is one of my forms of expression. And how I express myself as a grappler is completely different to how I express myself as a, a boxer. I think that for the body, boxing is a lot easier on the body than grappling. You don't have someone pulling your arm and trying to make it go ways it's not supposed to. But grappling, you don't get hit. You don't have to deal with like that trauma. It's traumatic. The sport is extremely traumatic. And I don't know if people understand that. They, you know, like for instance, you'll see a fighter who was this vicious dude. And then all of a sudden he's like soft. And they're like, what happened to him? I don't know what happened to him. And it's like the years of trauma. It's trauma. And it's uh, how much can the spirit take before it's like, fuck this. I don't, I don't want to go through. It's very traumatic. Not just the hitting and the striking and the, the arms, it's it's the injuries, it's the the defeat. I mean, you deal with defeat every single day. You can go to a gym. If you're at the right gym, you're getting your ass beat, and you have to overcome that mm. every single day. And sometimes, I know for me, some of my most traumatic experiences in my life are going out and, like, having a shit performance. And, like, just it's the most embarrassing thing when thousands, if not millions of people, watch you get your ass beat. You know, I remember like Dustin, Dustin, um, when he got submitted by Habib and right before that fight, he's like, I've got 25 minutes to make my life right. And I never I don't know if I've ever like really related to something as much as that, because it is you feel your whole life you've been given the wrong this or that. And, and like, this is my opportunity to make my life right. And he goes out and he gets submitted. 
And he's like, I, this is one of the most heartbreaking things you can ever go through. And it really is, is like, fuck, not only did you just lose your biggest dream and aspiration, but you just got your ass beat in front of the world. You, you try to be serious up to the point where when, when I'm thinking about that, I'm like, I failed at shit. Like legit, I've fucked up. I've done shit and I've fallen on my face, but nobody was beating the shit out of me at the same time. I was losing my career, like riding me to the ground with their fist in the back of my head as I'm losing my job. No, that does not sound like something I want to go through. Think about it, man. Like every punch, it's like Mario coins flying out. Like every time you get hit, you're losing your fucking all of your career. I don't want that job. No, thanks. You're a fucking better person than me. (laughs) Determination is different. I've worked with fighters forever and. There, there's just something different, you know, to start because you have to so many losses at the beginning too. like your first days in the gym, your first amateur fight, your first pro fight. And like when you lose your first big fight or you lose a title fight, like how do you get your ass back in the gym on Monday or a week or a month later and be like, OK, because it starts over. It's like mm-hmm. whole climb up into that one point and then you fucking fall all the way back down. And like, how do you get that kind of determination? You have to love fighting. Right. It's the only thing that I can think in that particular scenario, because I don't see somebody climbing the ladder multiple times because of anything, but they like climbing the ladder because if you're right. going to get fucking slapped in the teeth, every time you get up that thing and you don't like being slapped in the teeth, why the fuck are you climbing the ladder? Right. If you've got to love the ladder. So, I mean, that's why we have legends. Legends are the ones that get up just to fight. Not to win. They just get up because they like fucking throwing down. Yeah. I, I think for me, it's it's purpose. You know, it's being very mm. crystal clear with my why. What is my purpose? And why the fuck am I doing this? And it is on those days because, like, I've had, like, jiu-jitsu matches that were, like, some of the most traumatic things I've been through. Or I was, like, wanted to crawl in a fucking hole and just die. When you fucking get submitted and you like physically give up to fucking someone in the in front of the world, holy fuck, that sucks. That sucks. And so I wrestled for like 10 minutes in high school broken. and there ain't nothing worse than getting your shoulders put on a mat and fucking slapped right in front of God well, and everybody. She's just snapped girl's arms in half before. That's worse. Well, no, I mean, just as a 16 year old boy getting oh, yeah, fucking right. your manhood smashed into a fucking mat and everybody's screaming at you. And you're like, you just walk out of there and shame to yourself, not knowing that they, you really shouldn't have to be. Like, it's no big deal. Hey, but at the like, time, man, that's brutal. Like the worst outfit ever in this. Oh, like, it could be a Like, it could be one split. I've had fights or, or moments and performances where I knew it was turn right. And I fucking turned turned right and turned and I turned left instead. And it was that split fucking second. I used to decision. reach back. I oh. used to like a fucking idiot every time. I'm like, cause I just I I thought I could overpower somebody even if I was reaching back. Like I was that arrogant minded in my head that I thought I had the physical strength to put myself. I can't even reach behind the passenger seat in my car without pulling my shoulder, looking for a fucking French fry. And I'm going to try to leverage some dude. that's going to single and fight me from behind. 
I have no fucking common sense in these situations. I'm like, that's a good idea. Everyone does know, though. They tell you, don't do this. Or grabbing their head and trying to rip them around you or whatever. It just seems like the right thing to do. It's instinct. And what's instinct is, you know, it, to me, the best way that I can describe a fight is a car accident. You know, right before you, you get into a car accident, if you've never been in one, but like, oh, you're fucked. It'd be like your heart broke to your ass and you're like, and you either freeze in that moment or you act, right? And and for me, a fight is that particular moment right before a car accident over and fucking over and over and over again. And so, you know, you, your instincts kick in and nobody wants to face that naturally. You want to like turn away and go away or don't hit me. And, and like, that's instinct. So not only do you have to get past that, you have to fight your instincts you have to fight with intelligence, like you're talking about leverage and and physics. And on top of that, you've got to be okay with what's under the pressure, the bright lights, the heat of the light. Getting the hit? On the worm. You're trying to run your game while somebody else is running their game. Right. And those Speaking are not instinct. on the same fucking plane. They aren't working in, they're not synchronized. It's not like, okay, your turn to punch, my turn to punch. No. Oh, there is a sport that does that, oh, and it goes, and it goes against all your instincts, right? And that's my new venture of slap fighting. It's oh, a good segue into that because <laughs> you have to fucking stand there, and everything you're taught right is move. Always be moving. Don't be on a straight line. Be off center. Right. Stick. Move. Be in. Out. Yeah, Never be in straight. You're walking the clock. You're not doing anything but telling time around somebody's body. Right. <laughs> how do you feel about? Would you feel about standing there and just taking no. it? You, you, I mean, fuck, you kind of have to, sometimes you have to do that in a fight. No, right? sometimes really? You have to take a fuck, yeah, sometimes you have to take a shot to get the shot. You got to take a couple shots to get what you, you gotta want. You got to know your fucking capacity for taking shots. If you're willing yeah. to eat one from a professional yeah. to lay one of yours on them, that's some fucking confidence at a whole nother level. Because so you're still current. moving, right? You're still moving. But to just stand there and if you Which flinch, you get hit again. Like the whole, to me, the, the most interesting part about the slap fighting thing is the not fucking moving. Yeah, the flinch. The minus okay, the flinch. If you flinch, it's a penalty and you get hit again. So are there a lot of penalties? Like, do are people yeah. flinching? Is it yeah. mad? Like, is it? Yeah. Penalty. The- What's the penalty? Like you get hit again. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, hold on, hold on. The so, penalty is you take two slaps? Yeah, he doesn't count because he's flinch and it affects the strike. Oh, so. okay, okay, okay. See, I'm thinking like a flinch and didn't get hit. No, if if you flinch, they get to hit you again. If you move at all, you have to stand with your hands behind your back, up straight, and you can't move at all. If you move your face a little bit, they get to hit you again. Do you have anything in your mouth? Do, you cotton, do they have cotton in their mouth or something? They had a mouthpiece and then cotton in their ears. So their ears <laughs> the way that this is being described, it should be chaw. Like, <laughs> they, they all do. My dick pops in the uh, slam house. I, I sure. see. I see my my uncle Randy staring at my uncle Leroy, <laughs> both staring at each other right now. Going, are you going to do it? I'll do it. Like that's what I see right now. Because yeah. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so many fighters I talk to were, like, won't do it. I mean, I have fighter, you know, I have a friend that was going to go to prison soon and he would have made enough money doing the slap fight and not go to prison. He's like 50 MMA fights. He's like, nope, go to fucking jail. What? Yeah. Like so many people, I think it was like a, a combination of like the hum- humiliation of getting slapped and knocked out is bad. See, 
toxic right? masculinity is a real fucking thing, man. There is Isn't nothing it? worse than if your ego is your personality, it is your mask, you have not been given the gift of discernment yet, and that is who you are, you're getting that mask slapped in front of God and everybody, and you're going to feel so much shame because you have no self-confidence. Well, if you you're be a fighter, a though, like, this is your whole thing, and to get slapped unconscious. Fuck that. If you've been in 50, street, <laughs> 50 pro fights and 100 street fights, and then a slap's what knocks you out on TV, like... It's it's hard to deal with, man. But it's clean. I don't think that would cross my mind. That that's the last thing I'm thinking about is well. That's why you're up. you're a little different than you if, can't think that way because the thing that you fear the fucking most is coming. So oh, like, it oh always will. That's the right? law of attraction. People who, they forget so. that portion of the law. It also applies to the fucked up stuff. If right. you wake up saying I don't want to get slapped every fucking day. You're probably the most likely to get slapped. <laughs> How'd you wake up this morning, Gary? What did you say? I don't want to get slapped. I don't want to say that, Nick, because he's going to slap me. <laughs> <laughs> I say every day I would never fucking be in the shit. I'm not going to get slapped me like that. There's no way. And like, I'm honest with the fighters. They're like, would you do it? I'm like, no. But why do you want me to do it? I, if you would like to get paid to do this sport, I will, I will facilitate that. This is purely a sales scenario. If you don't want to, you have the right to decline. <laughs> is there anybody that enjoys it? Because I feel like there's yeah. a bunch of people out there There's, that there's websites that you could go to right now that like you could hire someone to come to your house and slap shit yeah, out Yeah, but you. they have a riding crop and a fucking ball gag. I, we're talking about something <laughs> completely different. Yeah, I mean, he's his own. But a maid's uniform. Like, we got one guy that like, and I won't give up too much, but and I won't even say his name, but we did like 27 different tests at the Performance Institute of the UFC. And it's like a lot of them are power tests, but some of them are resistance tests. And there's nine neck strength tests we did. There's one guy we have on the show that was 20% higher than every single other person in every neck strength test. This guy could get hit with a baseball bat and not go down. I'm sure of it. And like he like seems to enjoy it. So his oh, neck fuck. is like a tree trunk, and like when it people is. smack like, him, it's like they're hitting a sequoia. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> he was about far like the smallest in his weight division, and he's letting guys oh. that knock everybody out with a one hitter. Like punching a fire hydrant. You're not going to win. You can't knock over a fire hydrant. You're going to lose every move. time. It's nuts. Like these are big, heavy fucking hitting guys that are dropping pro fighters and this guy eats three in a row and just fucking walks off the fucking stage what's the headache feel like after three open cracks to the grape at full strength like your head's I mean, gotta throb for like a fucking month it doesn't hurt that bad so you're training your neck is that what you're training I, they haven't yet this guy's got a freak thing but i think you should train your neck like you've got to get strong traps and like neck do you want to do that or do you want to move with it and take away the power because i feel like pushing back kind of like there's a lot of people that see the whiplash is what's knocking people out too like some people what's the brain rattle the brain's gotta hit the skull yeah which if you whiplash too i mean there's it's so new that people are trying to figure out their technique interesting there's got to be technique there's going to be after this is around for a while this is what's cool about you know, these types of things is that initially there'll be some groundbreaking people that come in and they just hammer each other with fucking the sides of their hands. And this is what it is. And then all of a sudden 
You're going to start doing those performance tests. People are going to realize that if you actually slice your hand just a little bit, when you come across from this side, you have a better chance of hitting them on the button of the chin. And this fraction of a second is a better slapper than this fraction of a second. There's a lot of technique. You know, a lot mm. of people are holding their arm here and just keeping it straight. Some people are coming up from the ground. Some people want to. Oh yeah. I look like here. little Mac. From fucking like Mike Tyson's punch out. Start at the ground. We got a guy from New Orleans. <laughs> his name's Joel Scott. And he comes up from down like Little Mac. And he fucks people up. But got guys that go straight armed like that. And do, you know, like, I don't know. With distance what, what comes power. Yeah, but it's also like accuracy is a thing too. Because if you don't right. hit. That's right, what I think. Like, it's key. It's, there's penalties. So if you lead with the palm or you don't hit on the jaw you're disqualified possibly or it doesn't count. So if you get too crazy with your shit and you miss, then you're fucked. That's where like, I almost think like what a sport like golf or something where it's like a one shot, is that beneficial to that? Cause it is, it's accuracy at the same time. And you've got one shot to land it. It's not like for us, you set up the perfect shot with two, three, four shots prior to getting to that shot. It is golf. Like, cause you don't swing with full power, a golf club till you're confident. You're going to hit the ball to solid. Right. So when you could finally know you have that swing, you you're going to swing your might. If our slapping was so off kilter that it was as bad as a golf drive, the first 10 times we slapped, like you're swinging because oh, I have fucking hit the ground. I have busted golf clubs. I have hit shit into like elementary schools. Like I'm not fucking good with a golf club right out the gate. It took me a while. The first, the first slap will be like in somebody's fucking neck. Instead of their face. Pro fighters, I've seen, yes, we had one guy, I wouldn't say who he is, but he's fought kickboxing, boxing, every sport ever, and he just fucking karate chopped his <laughs> game. No one was doing it on purpose. Like, he was trying to split full bore right off the bat. You keep fucking hitting me in the windpipe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just, just get, you get disqualified for that shit, you know, and then you just lose. Yeah. <laughs> There's some people that do train on watermelons, but I think what? it's just for the show. You know? I want the video of like some guy in his backyard just slapping a watermelon. With oh, no- I got 10 videos of that. Oh, I would, to say I would have named my watermelon. There would be faces on them. I'd have wigs on that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a whole yeah. scenario. Like each fighter would have their face on a watermelon. Like I would, I would do. <laughs> it's mental. For me, part of uh, at one point in my career, I needed I needed a picture of my opponent on right when I woke up and right when I went to bed, and so um, that's what I looked at. So I definitely could see that happening. It, it's a real thing. I did that with money before I realized that money is stupid and that it won't make you happy. It's a fucking tool. Right? No, I put a fake $100,000 bill. I don't know if they make one or not. I don't know what they do. But it was, you know, a fake one. And I put it on my computer screen, the bottom corner at work. And I said, I wouldn't be happy or I wouldn't stop until I made six figures. Like, that was my goal. And in like a year and a half, boom, it came. And it was all because I was constantly focused on I know it was. It it, it, it was an extra push. I mean, I agree with you. If you see here, like. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you. Summer. She's got just okay. stacks of cash there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think, I don't think you could be that accurate right off the bat. 
like you it would take you a long time i think to get the i'll slap the shit out of you yeah i don't think you'll hit me that hard and you'll miss i'm here to i'm here to officiate this like I'm you don't down. know the rules. What are the rules? Not, well, what I don't the think fuck we are the rules? rules? It's a slap. Like, my <laughs> mom did it to me when I was like five. Like, right? I'm looking at you with the chancla all the fucking time. That's what this reminds me about. My mom had the boo boo spatula. What the fuck is the boo boo spatula? That sounds like the one that you use to pick up gerbil poop. <laughs> it was a, uh, a, it was a Tupperware spatula that she called the boo boo spatula. And my mom. Like many women in the eighties used to slang Tupperware. Oh so, yeah. Me and my brother got slick one time and stole the boo boo spatula. So my mom came in from the garage with a box of them and dropped it on the table and said, hey, give me spatula, man. I'm gonna hit you with every single one of these. <laughs> uh, we found spatula pretty quickly after that. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, I'm Italian mom, Mexican mom, like, you know, I think very similar. Like, my mom was a very nice, sweet lady. Slapping is in your DNA. Like Slapping yeah, is in your DNA. Is. So, I, I was, no. when I when I was looking through, like, your Wikipedia and stuff like that, because I'm a nerd and I like to know who I'm going to talk to before I meet him and that kind of thing, I noticed that you come from a knuckle-slapping fucking descent. Oh, knuckle? Like, nobody's business. No. She, your heritage is not just Mexican and Puerto Rican. It's also Filipino and Irish, like the Roman Catholic fucking (laughs) every, every nun on the planet is put all of their power into her hand. Like <laughs> yeah, but that, her yeah, hand right, is right, blessed right. by the Pope. It's got so much going on in it. You're, you're you won't survive. <laughs> Gary, do you think you could take one? Yeah, I could, but she's gonna. She'll. It'll be a penalty, and then what it won't count. So What's the penalty? You think she's gonna no, miss? No, if you. It doesn't help me if you fucking hit me in the neck or the eyeball. <laughs> Why the fuck would I hit you in the eyeball? I'm going to slap you across your damn face. Yeah, but what if you miss? Then I don't get I'm not like, missing. What do I? Yeah. Um, you want to find? Should we find this out? Should we try? Yeah, this? we should find this out. Why not, I'm dude? Not. You've watched how many people get slapped? I bet. Wait a minute. I bet there's a line of people that you've met over the last couple of months that would love to see you take one. Oh, yeah. But first of all, not just that. <laughs> I have a line of dudes that will probably fucking pay me to slap them. Come on. Well, you're in Florida, so it's easy for you to say. Oh, yeah. I'm all fucking for it because I'm not. If you were in the studio, I would be cowering in the fucking corner and I wouldn't be throwing <laughs> Gary under the bus like this. But there's just so something about seeing that. that. So many people have asked me if you take one. Come on. She's very pretty. But and no, she, you. Like, she I can't very, that yeah, hard. No, yes, you can. I like watch you. Who <laughs> you try to sell that shit to? <laughs> you can't. But I'm a girl. You're. But you're I'm a, dude, a girl. Right? It yeah, doesn't work that way. Man. What'd you say? He's like, question the man. Oh, you're a dude, right? Like, yeah, but I'm just. Standing there getting hit is not a thing which I would like to part- There's like, this is the best thing. First, this is like, this could be like my fucking trial. Come on. I do you need to have girls? You need a girl. We do, but I think your accolades you speak girls? for themselves. No, we do need them. Oh, okay. So but your accolades speak for themselves. You slapping me no, won't do it's, anything. It's, no one that I work for or with will. Oh, fuck, think about this. Oh he's my trying God. to so say that your record me. speaks for itself, or he's trying to There's say, no please slapping. don't let your record scratch my face. There's no fucking slap. I have not. I do not have slap fighting on my record. Yeah, but. Let's just try it out. Come on. 22.3% maximum. Oh, can you do what? the 
Is the Stockton slap, is that legal in this scenario? Yeah, I mean, you can as long as it. I'm a shy town slap. You're Come on, no, not, no, no shy town slapping. That's what is a shy town like, slap? I lived in Chicago know, for a couple of years, by the way. Definitely worse. Well, I think it has something to do with like some, let's put some like baking powder or some shit. And I actually have some. Let's put like where you know you just make it like. <laughs> what do you think? I need a cloud. <laughs> like, you've shown me too many 1100 FPS, you know. I'm. These are yeah, pond faces. Camera, so I don't think that. Come on, we gotta shit. try this. Come on, can we try this? Well, then we just scary. use more powder. Yeah. <laughs> Less FPS, more powder. Let's just do this. You can't back down. We're not back down. I didn't. You're talk, backing down. I didn't agree to he do it. He just challenged you, and you're backing down from this challenge. Oh, did I? That's not you how it works. Like, here, here, eat this pile of poop. Oh, you won't do it? <laughs> this is. We've literally done the double dog dare or triple dog dare from a Christmas story. No, no pain for me. This is a zero risk scenario for me. And I just dare him over and over until he takes one to the chops. This is all great for yeah, me. Yeah. And he's been. <laughs> it's hot in here. You want to turn the air on? I'll turn it on after I'm done. Yeah. He's going to need a fan. <laughs> I've been here. I, got, I got the vapors. I've been here with bricks, bottles. I've been in a hundred fights. I've been knocked out twice. It was both chicks, both times. <laughs> Once, a fighter jumped on my back, super drunk, and my head went into the corner of the wall, and it went out. The other time, I was doing a kickboxing class, and it was a former rocket, a six foot one, like forty five year old woman who just kicked me in the neck for no reason. You took you took a rocket shoe to the meat of the neck. We have baking. She, she just has baking. Powder. I got baking soda. I got baking soda. We're, this will also we're, help with we're, any we're, gas you might have. Okay, so. first of all, this is, oh yeah, she's yeah. gonna slap. So my digestion will be helped. If yes, come on, it's just. Oh, I don't. You have to have cotton. Wait, in your don't ear. they put? Oh, you don't need they, cotton in your ear. Yeah, you need cotton in your ear. We don't have any cotton. I got paper towels. You want that? Paper towels. <laughs> oh, I want cotton balls. Do you really want some? Yeah, you have like cotton ball in your ear. It's it's a. Are you fucking kidding? It's me? regulation. It's like, like a Werther's original in there. This would have been over by now. I know. Yeah, man. that's what I tell. That's what I tell. It's on my Tinder thing. Let's go. That's why I tell my dates. Like, come on, it would have just already, it would already have been over. It would have already been over. Stop this. Like, like that stuff's like abrasive. That's not like the stuff we just like. Fine. It's like wet, dry sandpaper. No, I feel like a flat fighter now. Come on. Oh Let's just man, she's either gonna hit one in the corner pocket or she's gonna fucking slap you. <laughs> well, let's try this. Oh, this is my uh, dream come true. Hold on. Okay. My name is Pearl Gonzalez. I am a professional fighter, and I am trying out for Power Slap League right now against Gary DeFranco, their executive producer. I hope I make the cut. Come on, Gary. I'm going to record this. Come on. Oh, I'll re-say my. I'll redo my intro. The magic of editing. Yeah. Oh, come on. One second. It's a rookie move. Okay, wait. All right. Let me get a towel. Holy shit, dude. Randall, cry, you're crying. 
Do you hear this? <laughs> All I hear is like grumbling. Like, <laughs> as he roams around, you can hear various <laughs> grumblings. Fucking bullshit. Right in the face. You slap. You know what's so beautiful in this Come on. <laughs> you sound like you're trying to sell a used car. Yeah, He's like, oh, you, know, you look really good, lady, in this uh, light hair. Uh. <laughs> it's so nice and, like, you know. Um, what are you looking for? The camera control. Okay, guys, I'm just getting some more baking soda. <laughs> He's currently packing. He's packing room, cotton though? in his right cheek like a squirrel right now off camera like a chipmunk. You got some ambisol? Give him some ambisol inside the cheek like a toothache. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should I reintroduce myself for this? Um, maybe. Okay. Hold on. Let's just you ready? Oh my God, dude. Wait, I gotta get like Wait, is it backwards? <laughs> this is great. I don't even know which way things are now. Left, right, down. Uh, I know. Everything is, every gimbal has a different... Uh, no, I just mean I'm fucking sweating like way. on that model. Yeah, why are you... <laughs> He's trying to take it off of him. He just wants us to say what happened. <laughs> That's good. That's looking. perfect. He's... Right down the pipe. He's really trying to procrastinate this one. Oh, shit. You're, someone's at your door. Come on. Okay, sorry. You guys ready? <laughs> Oh, can I wear the panda head? That would be fun. No! Come on, I gotta slap you. Okay, so. Is she making a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> She's dusting the crust right before she fucking slaps this shit. <laughs> okay, come on. You ready? Okay, so you ready? So my name is Pearl Gonzalez. I am a professional fighter. And I am trying out for the Power Slack League. This is my audition. Ready? Just put your goddamn hand on. Let's go. Oh my we god, your, your hat's gonna fly off like a cartoon. Okay, you can you can count down. What do you want to count? You got to take my shoe back. Oh, we gotta put I need a good grip. All right, so we put this this was the table. What? This is how you do it. There's okay, like a we'll table put it in front of you. Oh, and then you're not allowed to move your feet. You can't move them at all. All right. And then you have to say which hand and like what number. So you could do one to three warm ups. So one, two, and then you hit on the number. So oh, okay. I'm gonna do three. Holy shit, dude. Ready? Her hands have long ready? fingers, man. Look at her fingers, dude. I have the biggest hands ever. I was about to, to say, about like, when your hand got up there next to his head, it looked like an eclipse. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> Are you ready? Bro, you have, you have, like, seven generations of Catholic nuns about to slap you in the fucking next century. Okay, come on. Are you turning on background music? Are you sending a text to your mom? <laughs> Do you want to say anything to the camera before this goes? Hi, my name is Gary DeFranco, and this is Jackass. And this is Slap to the Face. Here, this is for, that's for the iPhone. Here's this one. Okay. This is gonna take about 15 minutes to set up. God damn, he's <laughs> You're trying to run out the memory card, dude. It ain't gonna work. I'm just like, see, she's not one of those people that gives up. Oh no, she's just gonna watch you. 
and wait. I'm just gonna keep getting my hands ready. That's I know. I've fine. watched. I've watched her powder up her hands like ten times now. I, <laughs> you're gonna look like. Yeah, it's gonna look like a seventies pimp slap. It's gonna be poof. What's the purpose of the powder? You were at the strike lands, so you can tell it's illegal or not. Oh, so they have to do powder. Yeah, so like in March. Oh. Too bad you don't have like that pool chalk, the blue stuff. You could like trace your hand on his face. A little bit more. Let's do a little bit more. Oh my god, dude. He's really, really procrastinating this yeah he is dude did he leave he's off camera going i'm good no is he's gonna, really trying he's to gonna come it? back around and he's gonna have like you see that episode of friends when joey puts the bubble wrap around his head like <laughs> <laughs> before he punches him you're trying i'm telling you just use that what are you doing back it? there man this is a legit tryout like i'll see it in the camera like he's plugging yeah. in another camera you can see the angle. baking we soda flying off your head. <laughs> we'll give him another angle so we guys will try to. Oh my god, dude! I'm trying to get the slow mo up. Okay, so he's. I'm gonna slap the shit out of him right here. You know what I mean? <laughs> the confidence is amazing. I love this. I don't like the confidence though. But really. <laughs> All right, slap the shit out of him right there. Are you ready? Um. Just gotta make this little there is a giant panda head in your fucking laundry <laughs> basket yeah. over there. You haven't seen any of my videos because I probably took them down, but I hit pads in my panda head. And I love that. That that brought you up like 10 more levels with me because I love nonsense. I could put the panda head on if you want me to. Oh, I'm yeah. Well, me. then, no, because then your aim will be off. No, no, you'll, you'll hit him in like the fucking nose. Well, fourth nose as it is. I'm not hitting your nose. Come on. Just you just why don't you use this one? Look, I got a great angle right here. Your depth perception would be so far off you'd hit him with your bicep in the side of the head. No. <laughs> oh my god, dude, I'm sweating from laughing. He's fucking. I don't know what he's doing now. <laughs> he's fucking procrastinating. As long as he falls, I would be. I hundred percent honest. I would be making. We would have been done by now. I would be, but that's in that. You said that was what your Tinder profile said. Mine says it's not going to take very long. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, you might not even know. We Wait, are we it's ready like now? your vegetables. No. Just get it over with. It's good for you. Yeah, just come on. Wait, why am I doing the other hand? I'm not slapping I, you twice. I'm just gonna, oh, yeah, she's going to do both hands at once. <laughs> Clap your ears like a YMCA martial arts class. I'm going to stop him from falling with this one. I'm going <laughs> to slap him back. I'm going to recoil. Slap <laughs> his ass back on, on the speak. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. <laughs> All right, so do you want to say anything before I do this? <laughs> Are you ready? How's is is that look okay? It looks great. It looks. Don't worry, we got like Bro. ten fucking windows here. We're great. All right, so oh, this is. You, do you want to explain again, or do you? Can we just recut all that stuff? Yeah, we're gonna play exactly how it is. Just okay, wait. So then, my name is Pro Gonzalez. I am a professional fighter, and this is my tryout for. Power Slap League. I also represent 
the great tribe of Slapaho. Wait, then that would be cool. <laughs> well, right. you are getting slapped, yeah. dude. And this is like an actual trial. Are you guys face to face? Like the de- her hand is fucking you're huge. A little that way, but that's no, funny. you're a little that way. No, I'm not. I'm fine. Oh man, her I hand is big. Am I doing a three or can I just slap you? Do the three. Who are the rules? Okay, what's the rules again? You have to tell me how many. In the- so how many do I get? Three or three? I'm gonna do three. One, two. <laughs> Holy right in the <laughs> ear. That hurt. <laughs> pretty good. I heard the cup though. Like right now, everything that we're saying to him is going. <laughs> Should I do it again? No. No. <laughs> Can I try my left? There was zero hesitation in that no. <laughs> you took that like a champ, dude. Know, that was a good tryout. Remember a Tommy boy? Like, <laughs> Not so much here. She's disappointed in herself. She wants to hit you harder. Yeah, I, I think the mouth is smart. <laughs> the thing is, what? Are you tasting blood right now? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> there was no fucking blood. I didn't hit you that hard. <laughs> <laughs> sound like, she sounds like my dad right now. Walk it off. <laughs> yeah, I'm walking it off. No. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's over. That would drop some people. No, people. come on. Let me try again. No, no, let me try again. Here. Fuck no. Like, no. Um, um, yeah. I'm going to need um, 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do it again. How was the technique? We should, we should Wait, really watch. It's three rounds. Three rounds. But There's then three rounds of it. Let's see if we can watch this. <laughs> well, what type of your technique? And then you're going to tell me if I can do it again? Um, okay, <laughs> there we go. There's no- oh, All right. shit, dude. I, would, I would say that felt like an accurate strike. No way. I didn't hit you as hard as you I know, wanted to. And there was a lot of cup to the ear because I heard that shit. All I could think of yeah. was the ear drum going. That was a little eerie. That was a little eerie. <laughs> yeah, was a little eerie. <laughs> but, um, yeah, oh, did I, okay, oh, I double punched on that shit. Let's go. Uh, oh, let's see if he flinches. Oh, I definitely flinched. No, I don't think he flinched. Okay, here we go. Oh, that fucking all in it. Oh shit! <laughs> you hear it? Pretty hard. It was a fucking hard slap. Here's a slow mo. Let's see. Oh, you're <laughs> laughing the whole time. You enjoyed her so much. Who me or her? Her. One. Oh, I thought, oh god. No, I'm sizing it up. There, so right there. Let's see that slow motion. The anticipation of watching it sucks. <laughs> you're still like. Yeah. Oh, she she karate chopped me like right in the neck. Can I do it again? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you fucking hit me. I gotta do it again. For the record, illegal strike. Yeah, so that's why you do it again. No, 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 that's not how that works. <laughs> you don't get a oh, repeat oh, on the guy. Oh, you can see oh you can see where the that's why you put the chalk. Look. All all in the neck. All neck. See, we got to do it again. No, no good. I'll do the left hand. No, I think we're good. I think maybe we'll have to wager something for the left hand. 
Like what? I'm not sure. It wasn't that bad. The pain's over already. You know what it is. Oh, uh, you are not. <laughs> no. I do not want to encourage her to hit me harder. So I no, dude, <laughs> you you got out of that missing the major things. You didn't fall. You didn't yeah. get knocked out, and you didn't yeah. piss your pants. Well, no one well, knows if I did. Exactly. Maybe you did, but why? <laughs> it sounds like somebody took a trapper keeper and slammed it on a desk. just with a trapper keeper. Her hand is so fucking big. That's it. I'm sorry, Pearl. You're you're officially trapper keeper hands for the rest of my trapper keeper. Oh, she just sent it to like her whole family. <laughs> send she, it to like, me. She won, like she's won championships and not sent it to this many people. This <laughs> First title, I could wait. This, I'm gonna send it to everybody. It's already in the internet. Oh, <laughs> you karate chop the shit out of me, okay. right? <laughs> I would do it again. <laughs> no, I don't want you to like get better. <laughs> no. I didn't. I didn't hurt you bad enough. Let me and try. Off, Matt, oh, here it comes. Off. Okay, do it again. Oh, oh shit! Your arm was so stiff. Like yeah, you didn't have any give. Oh my god, dude! I saw you hit hard. Like <laughs> she didn't. She didn't. She did not take it easy on me. For no, I, I saw you wobble, dude. It did not. It wasn't well, right. It definitely hit way harder than that. But yeah, she did not way take better. It easy. She did not take it. <laughs> oh my god! I'm dude. very good at getting hit in the head. It's like one of my best talents. <laughs> um, talent. <laughs> Watch. Stand back. <laughs> I have this talent. Stand back. <laughs> take quite. No, I got even more gray in my beard now. Did you get a little red mark there on the line? Oh, yeah, because I got hit really hard in the face. <laughs> Didn't it? Okay, can well. Can I post it? Or can we do it again? No, that was perfect. We had all the angles covered. Like, <laughs> There's no need to ever post that. <laughs> like I said, you didn't fall. You didn't pee your pants. You didn't get knocked out. It's a good day. Well, I mean, someone else not been confirmed. What? The pee the pants part. <laughs> if you peed it was before, it was not during or after. Oh my god, dude! Thank you. That was fucking great to watch. <laughs> Thank you for taking that. That was great. <laughs> Both of you have entertained me for the evening. <laughs> what did you do tonight? I, I logged in to watch someone slap the shit out of somebody else. <laughs> it was fantastic. This is gonna be fantastic, dude. I'm gonna have fun putting this one together. Oh my oh, god, dude. Why would it get erased? <laughs> no. No, no, no. All right. Um, definitely going to have you back on. Definitely going to. Yeah, I don't. Do you, do you want to keep going? We're an hour and 10 minutes in. What else do we have to talk about? Oh, we do have some business to talk about. Okay, let's talk about some business real quick. We have a number of things going on. Um, an untitled show that uh, Pearl is going to start doing very soon. I need a title. We need uh, a name. I, what did I call it? Punch brunch. What punch? the fuck? It sounds like fisting to me. Okay, what'd so you say? Punch brunch was one of the. She's gonna have a show on Sunday mornings, where she 
hands guests that were fighting in the UFC event the night before or other fight related mm, Like people. a Sunday morning coming down. Yeah, exactly. And Bloody Mary or, or Bloody Sunday, she's going to, she's a phenomenal cook and bartender and everything as well. I should have said a lot of this before she hit me, but very talented. <laughs> um, I got a scoop now. Line, and uh, they will get the scoop on all of the MMA and boxing stories before anybody else. Um, she's got a number right of high, value, high profile guests. Um, they're going to be on the show. She'll serve them cocktails, Bloody Marys, possibly brunch. Um, and they're going to talk all about the fights that they either were just in or that they just watched. So we need a title. So she does not like punch And it's punch also brunch. like, yeah, punch brunch sounds like fisting. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> It sounds Our like a kid Sunday show. Day. Bloody Sundays sounds like I'm on my moon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my, my ideas moon. suck. <laughs> yeah. um, what do you think? It's, uh, what's like like hangover or like... Uh, yeah, the hangover. But this part, The hangover. It's got to be something hangover. Hangover's definitely been taken already. So like something like before hangover. I don't know, like uh, a hangover hand right? What is it? The hangover what? Fight? Hangover, hangover hand over. Right. The morning after or something. The yeah. morning after, like a girl. That's um, getting cool. Morning after. Yeah. You'll be canceled just for a title. Yeah, I mean, I used to have like this all over my car. Wait, what? <laughs> you said we canceled the morning after. Yeah, we need a title. Like, cause it's the it's like a hangover. It's like the mm -hmm. the next day after the ice nights. pack. Yeah, would you have one of those? What ice pack? <laughs> 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 Something like that. Like, what's the recovery? Um, well, yeah, you know, the recovery, the... R&R, &R, a little rest and recovery, <laughs> something. Uh, anyway, we're not going to uh, make everybody uh, listen to us hash out. On that note, I think I'm going to answer the cauliflower. You know how, like, gangsters be answering the money? <laughs> Is he okay? You're answering, answering the cauliflower? Answering the stack of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go, sad face. No, they answered like a hundred thousand dollars. I'm answering the Trader Joe's fully organic. Oh, it's organic cauliflower. That's the ice pack. I like where he's going. The recovery, something with recovery. Uh, well, yeah. if anybody has any ideas when they hear this episode, feel free to just shoot them in for the fuck of it. You never know. Everybody's got you know Both a fight different recovery. Yeah, fight recovery, recovering from the fight. The hangover is fire, or morning after is kind of dope. Too. Yeah. Morning There's got to be other ones out there though that have that name. I'm sure that's the big problem. The one thing, like to tie it into the fighting, like the, mm -hmm. something like, yeah, we'll think of it. Can I post this? Like you hitting me in the face? Yeah. Um. Did you get dizzy? Is what Manola wants to know. No. No. Yes. He said I hit like a bitch. No, I did not. I am a little dizzy. Right. Yeah. You still? I'm gonna have to stay here for five months. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really get dizzy or no? I got a little dizzy. You, you, you hit me pretty hard. Like, she hit me pretty hard. I, there was not, it like, looked hard to me. It wasn't anything <laughs> I wanted to take. Um, now, you think it's not good for here when I post it on here? I'll be like, hey, Dana, power slap. Here's my tryout. Yeah, let me edit it. Um, so we've got two new shows oh, in yeah. development. Two new shows. Yours, oh, yeah. which is Shell Toes and Elbows. Um, that's about the intersections of fighting and music and uh, other stuff that you're passionate about. The unnamed podcast is going to be basically a recovery coming down, talking down to some of the uh, elite fighters in the world after they've finished their uh, combat. And not just fighters, bro. 
Oh, okay. We're going to do more than fighters too. Good. I would love to do um, just athletes in general, other, other crossover and other sports, eventually get celebrities on and, and talk about the fights. And then I also wanted to be like off the wall shit, like random questions, maybe a I love little bit that. of sexual questions. You know, like fun shit. I am for as serious as I am in my life, for as hard as I, I work and I learn and, I, you know, these all these areas in my life. I'm also like try to live it lightheartedly and like try to really enjoy my life because we only get one. It's so crazy. It's something I'll never forget. The last text message that I sent my dad was that he was my superhero and that tomorrow's never promised. And I had no idea because mm. he died suddenly. So and sorry. that fucking day, that fucking day was like his last conscious day. And fuck, that's that really stuck with me. Like it's n tomorrow is never promised. There's no such thing. Have you ever been to tomorrow? Every time I get there, it's still now. I got nothing right. the next I week. It's always that. now. So you might as well I fucking live that. as hard as you can any moment of the day. Just live. Live so fucking hard because there isn't a tomorrow. There's not a yesterday. It's only now. So fucking exactly. go out on your terms. Unless you get knocked in the next week, which I mean, it's what it's like the fifth. Mm, but God by the time I you open your eyes, it'll be next week. Yeah. Yeah. You hit like, nah, I need to hit. Yeah. I need to hit more of your chin. Like you could see it's like, she's, she's claiming facial real estate. We got to get out of here, man. She's like, I claim yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> I claim this <laughs> section <laughs> in the name of uh, my computer's actually out of battery. Oh, it's perfect. What? Yeah, it's what? actually yelling at me right now. Right. We'll talk about the, the show, all that stuff. I'm excited about it. Remember, everybody, be cool. Keep learning. Yada, yada, yada. You get it. Keep growing. Uh -huh. And listen, every day is an opportunity to be better. And that is one of my models. And it doesn't have to be in your specific thing. If I don't go to the gym today, that doesn't make me a failure. There's other areas in my life, every which area I can grow. Personal. Failure uh, my is a personal opinion. Thank you. My professional life, there's my character I can work on. There's my home, my organization. There's in every area, there's just one one little bit become better every single day. God, I love that. God, I love that. It was so cool meeting you. Can't wait to hang out with you more. When you come to Florida, you got to come to the studio. And frozen. If you could still hear us, I can still hear you. Thank you so much. All right. Love you guys. Bye.